on one end of the road, about four football fields away, is a 16-wheeler. I will be locked in a box when I'm all locked in. The truck driver will accelerate as fast as he can go. As the 16-wheeler comes barreling towards me, I have to escape the box just in time before it gets smashed to smithereens. I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By... All right, and we are live. What What is up, my co-host, <laughs> Chase Bridges? <laughs> you sounded like a robot who's like trying to sound like a human podcaster. That's what we I was going live. for. <laughs> Hello, my, co- my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Insert witty banter here. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. We could probably just wrap it up there. That was pretty yeah, add, add add a add a robot podcast host to <laughs> the bowl. <laughs> to the bowl, man. That is funny. What have you been up to, man? Dude, just uh, just living life, trying to trying to get through. Uh, still working through Easter. I work for a church, so Easter is like church Super Bowl. So trying to get that done. What are you up to? I saw you were you were on the front page of a certain Christian university's website. Today. Yeah, front so. front and center. They asked me a bunch of questions, and I answered them. Uh, the I lied first of all in all of the questions. <laughs> But I made it sound like good and professional, you know, because I because I'm an actor, you know, I'm I'm professional. Okay, nice. I'm waiting. I I really I really hope they like do that, and then they hear the uh, the Christian University president episode of this podcast. Where yeah, where I'm just like, <laughs> I bet they're all murderers. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually I was on the NGU page for a hot minute. I think for like a oh, year yeah? or two, I was. It really pissed me off because they took a bunch of pictures my last semester. I was a December grad, let people see, came over, took a bunch of pictures and videos. Uh, I graduated. I was having a super hard time finding a job. And so one day, (laughs) just in like the bouts of depression of like, wow, this degree was useless. I was like, I'm going to see how much did I actually pay for this degree? I go to the uh, financial (laughs) aid page and my picture is there. It's a picture of me. That's like that. It's like that meme of where it's like uh, CNN used a picture of this guy as the face of unemployment. And oh, they were like, I imagine, saw that. Imagine opening Twitter and seeing that you're the face of unemployment. Oh, that's so sad. Also, oh, potential topic for the bull. That is so funny, man. That would make me angry too. Yeah. Wow, yeah, right. Like jobs after college has been on my mind a lot, like especially today. Oh yeah. I've been like looking for like writing jobs and everybody's like they're all like, Well, just send them some of your work. So I'm thinking I'll just send them like the first few episodes of this podcast. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that <laughs> could work. That, that will give work. me the job. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's tough out there. It it took me it took me a good like little over a year and a half to really find my footing. So Jeez, you know, man. not trying to be bleak, but uh, <laughs> good luck. 
I was that a I sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, man. <laughs> Ding. No, I grabbed the bowl and I accidentally hit a glass that was right next. Sounds like you are also working a shift at a restaurant and you're just like, order up. (laughs) No, we don't have sound effects on this podcast. We're not church stories. We don't have a change. Uh, My other podcast. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I got this bowl. Let's get a let's get a good story topic. Through here. And I have drawn i drew magician oh boy (laughs) (laughs) right in a short film about a magician i i i love the ones that are like this because they're Mm -hmm. so vague that i have no idea where we're going to possibly go exactly and what we've learned in like recent episodes is that we gotta we gotta nail down a specific direction like pretty quickly or else the whole oh, podcast will just kind of be <laughs> flailing around yeah it, it really like you can tell if it's gonna be a good episode within the first 20 minutes because if we still don't know what we're talking about <laughs> okay yeah. magician Okay, I can think of a few directions off the top of my head. We either do something about like a serious magician, not musician, magician who's trying to make it. Uh, We could do like a magician who like has real powers and he's doing things with his real powers. Or we do it's like a Will Arnett in Arrested Development, that kind of magician, the super lame type. Are we just going to become like Will Arnett's writers? (laughs) I was just thinking that. Just it's rip like off un- every episode off Will Arnett. <laughs> we understand him and his characters so well. I feel like they mm-hmm. should just hire us to, to be. Dude, for real, <laughs> I love Will Arnett. Like his whole acting like resume, like as a character archetype. And I actually, this is my controversial opinion. I actually started a draft of this article for your exciting incident website that I never finished, but I think Will Arnett <laughs> is the best Batman and I stand by that statement. <laughs> oh, I hear that a lot. That, that's a good article. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sidetracked. Uh, magician. <laughs> Here we go. Here we, we're already sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually come to think of it. One of the first like short films I ever made when I was like 16 and I first like took a film class. I made a short film about a magician who like had real powers. It was chasing like this criminal that had robbed someone. And hmm. it was like, it's the worst thing ever. But yeah, it was like, it, it was basically a superhero type movie, but it was about a magician. Okay. Which actually going off that, they're actually kind of making that movie. The, uh, the promising young woman writer and director actually just oh. got hired to. Yes. Right about a magician superhero. Zantana. Yeah. I'm very excited for that, actually. I'm very excited to see the direction that, that DC is going. But not to yeah. get sidetracked. Back to yes. magician. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I laid out I laid out three possibilities. What's just like your favorite, like right off the bat? Um I feel like doing magician superhero would be a little bit difficult yeah. to nail down. Um uh, what if we did what if we did uh I like the idea of Oh man, I don't know, because like, so my my favorite movie is uh, the Prestige, which is a movie about magicians. It is, yeah, and that is super well done. However, I feel like the time for a drama magician movie is is behind us. I think so too. I think the Prestige did it so well 
it's hard to like enter that that same ring and like top it because in in that same year it was the prestige came out and another magician movie very similar also came out that year um do you remember what that movie is called Oh, the illusionist. The illusionist. The illusionist yes, it yes. has. Uh, it has old boy in it uh, from Fight Club. Edward Norton. Yeah, Edward Norton. That's okay. his name. Okay. <laughs> you know the Fight Club guy. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is we take this more of a comedy route. So we stay true. We stay true to the double date episode, and we just you know <laughs> loosely base it off Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like. So our strengths are obviously in comedy. Yes. Is there another genre? Maybe we we try something else? Possibly. I can uh you know what comes to mind is there's a movie starring Paul Dano called Ruby Sparks. Have you seen or heard of this movie? I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. Okay, I think it's a very underrated movie. I don't often like talk to a lot of people that have seen it, but it's about it's about a writer, but he figures out that he has a magical like typewriter. And he's like mm. writing this story about his dream woman and whatever he writes like comes to life. But then, of course, this woman that he's basically cr- created becomes aware that she's created and she's just fulfilling his fantasy. And it becomes like really <laughs> creepy and weird and she doesn't like it and she feels trapped. And I could almost picture like a magician has some magical powers and is trying to fix something in his life. Like use magic in a way that's like kind of risky, and maybe it doesn't pay okay. off. All right, um, maybe something like uh, we have a magician, and he, you know, his only skill set in life has been a magician, mm-hmm. but that's not exactly exactly a lucrative market. I don't imagine, unless you're like Chris Angel. So yep. what if he what if he uses his sleight of hand and magicianry to uh, be a criminal okay that is kind of now you see me oh damn it <laughs> why are magicians such a popular hollywood type of, or, or, horror movie what if we do horror movie magician <laughs> magician horror movie okay <laughs> i mean okay i could i could picture what if there's like a kid who's trying to be a magician and is learning like the typical like sleight of hand, like card tricks and the fake thumb tricks and everything. But then somehow this character taps into like some sort of real spell and it releases like a demonic spirit or something. That's that's a movie. That's a Disney Channel movie. Um, <laughs> what is that movie called? Oh, wait, you're being for real. Disney's done this. Oh, yeah. I'm not joking. Okay. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic okay. movie. Okay, I'm not well versed in Disney Channel movies. I didn't um, grow up with that. Uh, hold on, let me think. Uh, uh, it's called. Uh, well, there was one. So they did one in like 2005. It was called Now You See It. Okay. And it was basically about like these three finalists in a TV contest to find the best magician, and then um, it, it got it took like a darker turn. But then they also did one which was more like a Halloween monster movie. Had the dude from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody in it, huh? Man, what was that movie called? I feel like I'm spending way too much time on this. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Is it possible to do that premise but serious, or should we go mm. a different direction? I don't know. What if? Okay, what are some things magicians do? I feel like the most common tricks are like pulling things out of hats, card tricks, typical sleight of hand. Uh, the classic pulling a rabbit from a hat, 
uh, card tricks, coin tricks, close-up magic. Okay, the most recent thing I saw with a magician was, I might have mentioned it in a previous episode, it was uh, If and of Itself, that Hulu special, which is a sort of magic show, but also not really. But uh, mm. he goes into like kind of his backstory of how he started doing card tricks, and he got really obsessed with card tricks and approached someone that like worked at a casino and basically he entered this kind of really high stakes realm of like tricking all these casino people and like counting cards and stuff. But of course, like the stakes of failing at that are super hard. Hmm. And now that I'm talking about it, that's kind of Casino Royale. So. Jeez, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, the movie I was talking about was called uh-huh. Mostly Ghostly. Mostly Ghostly. Okay. Yeah. And it's a dope movie. I highly recommend it. Okay. What about this? What if there's a kid who wants a pet, but his parents won't let him get a pet, but he has a magic kit. And so this character's like, hey, I'm going to learn how to conjure my own pet rabbit. And he does <laughs> that. Cemetery. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say he ends up conjuring like a thousand rabbits or something. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, it's kind of like Pet Cemetery, but um, no, yeah. That, That's okay, the like pets that are idea. dead and come back to life, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I was seen just joking. It. Okay. I just thought that was a funny bit if we just kept naming <laughs> oh, no, other movies. Um, okay, uh, a magician. Wait, no. Mm, here we go. This is... <laughs> <laughs> it's a process, people. You got to roll with it. Yes, this is the raw, unfiltered writing process. Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes it's like, nope, that's been done in a movie before. Yeah, it's just it's just two guys sitting in front of Google being like, what hasn't been made? If you want a polished podcast, you can listen to Story Break. Yeah. If you want someone to be good at this, go find someone else. You want to hear two morons just talking back and forth about Disney Channel original movies? Then this is the podcast for you. Oh, man. Okay. Magicians. Let me look up magician on Google. How about that? Let's just. Okay. So I did have like this obsession with magic for a little bit where I watched like Chris Angel and his show like a ton. And I loved all of the magicians. I I was always so fascinated by it. And it is not so much about like you think it's real. Like it's obviously fake. But like the fascination is in like how do they do it? That's uh-huh. what's so intriguing, right? Is like the trick is cool, but what I really want to know is how they did the trick. Yeah. Okay. Which is So what a, if what if what if we did a short film that was just centered around a really big magician doing a really daring trick? And so it's like it's one trick and we kind of see what it's supposed to be and then how it's really working, but then it's like going wrong. Like I'm thinking about like the magicians like uh like a David Blaine, but like mm-hmm. his tricks are also like stunts, really big stunts almost. in and of yeah. themselves. And so, you know, the classic like someone's in a tank of water, it has to get out. But then like something bad has happened. Something's misplaced and he has to figure out, oh, no, how am I going to get out of the situation? OK, I can see that being a really tense, like maybe like four or five page type thing. Yeah. What if we do that? What if we do this super suspenseful short film like it could be like super short like where the whole thing takes place in the stunt so it's like we see the person and we see that you know they're locked in a little safe and then the safe is dumped in the water 
and immediately we see something go wrong. And so now we're watching him or her struggle to get out of this. And we like as the audience in real time are watching him or her try to get out, try to solve the situation. Yes, I think that's the direction to go. Also, I like I like the idea of it being a woman. I actually I looked over our past episodes because I was like reading something about the percentage of like male and female re- leads. And I was like, actually, our short films so far have been almost 50-50. So I'm proud of that. I want to keep that up. <sighs> yeah, we're progressive. Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're woke. Uh, we we enjoy the female species. <laughs> But we also call them females, so we are like that. <laughs> okay, so we have we have a magician. They're doing one of these stunt tricks, a trick that's magic, but it's also like dangerous, and they could die. And something's gone wrong. I like maybe the idea that like an enemy has sabotaged it. I also think maybe that plot point has been done before, but I can't think of Ooh. where. Okay, what about this? We have a kid's magician. Like, I'm okay. talking, like, bad. <laughs> okay. Just goofy. He, he sucks. And, and he's sick of his career going nowhere. Like, he, he plays at, like, he has, like, a residency. You know how, like, some big magicians have, like, residencies in Las Vegas? Yes. Well, he has a residency uh, at a South Carolina beach. <laughs> okay, at Myrtle Beach. At Myrtle Beach, yeah. And, and, yeah, he like, performs at, for the Smoking Kids, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get that joke, uh, follow me on Instagram at Chase Bridges underscore underscore <laughs> underscore. Um, yes, he did a great improv show. But yeah, we'll write it in that he's performing for kids yeah. and one of them is smoking. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's an inside thing. Yeah, okay. Um, Easter egg. Um, so he has this residency at this like beach resort, like at this campground, and he plays every day there, like every night, and he plays for these kids that are on vacation. And slowly but surely, because uh, these are these are the same kids on vacation every year, you know. Mm-hmm. So they get sick of the same show, and so people stop coming, and, and he gets kind of depressed. And he's like, "Man, I, I want to make it as a real magician. What do I got to do?" And he's like, "I know what I'll do. I'll do one of these giant stunts like David Blaine or Chris Angel. The only problem is this guy sucks so bad." Okay. And so it's so dangerous and it immediately goes wrong. Yeah, so we're basically making the hot rod for magicians. I like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so our magician, she performs at oh, yeah, Myrtle she, Beach. She. <laughs> Sorry, my, my bad. When I think loser, I immediately am like, uh, man. Yes, honestly. But, you know, we need to increase representation. Like, women can be losers too. Yeah. <laughs> so she performs for Myrtle Beach. One of the worst, it's basically a nightmare gig, but she's performing there. She's not a great magician. That's how she ended up at Myrtle Beach. But she's like, you know what? This summer, I am kicking it up a notch. COVID just ended. We're back full force. Like, <laughs> she watches all this David Blaine. I'm doing a big stunt, and then it's going to go wrong. But okay, we need to decide what this stunt is. What, what, what would be something... That we could like imagine David Blaine doing that he hasn't done yet. Okay, well, I guess in order to do that, we need to see what he has done. David Blaine stunts. Uh, so he held his breath for 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
he he didn't eat for 44 days. He stood on a pole for 35 hours. There was that hot air balloon thing. Oh, yeah. He was buried alive for seven days. Okay. We need something with, like, a little bit of magic in it, though. Like, some of David Blaine's stuff involve, like, magic. But also some of them are like, this is just a stunt. Like, you're just, you're poking a nail through your skin. Like Yeah, it's fair. Um... The first thing that comes to mind is like, I'm going to get hit by a semi truck and survive. But that also feels like a trick that would last for like five seconds. Okay. I think, I think you're onto something here. Don't, don't shoot yourself down so quickly. (laughs) Here's the trick. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to pitch it to you as if I was a terrible magician. Okay. So here's the trick on one end of the road, about four football fields away. Is a 16-wheeler. I will be locked in a box by my lovely musician, uh, my lovely assistant, Chad. And Chad is going to lock me into this box with several different locks, with several different chains. And then when when I'm all locked in, we'll hear a big air horn. The truck driver will accelerate as fast as he can go. As the 16-wheeler comes barreling towards me, I have to escape the box just in time before it gets smashed to smithereens. Okay. Having having the box escaping element, that makes it short film material, I feel like. Because there's yeah, the escape and, element to it. And plus, you can watch... We can do, like, the insert shot of the truck getting closer and closer, adding suspense. <laughs> and we could do the truck is, like, a mile away. It's like, they make a big deal that the truck's going to have a mile head start. It's going to be going at, like, almost 100 or something. Oh, yeah, it's like, this truck is is able to get up to 120 miles per hour. And it will have exactly one mile, which means that it will be at full speed. <laughs> Like, just really hamming it up. Like, they're yes. trying to make it make sense mathematically, but it doesn't. Yes. I also, small detail you added that I love. I love that her assistant is named Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I love, this is a whole thing we didn't think about, but since most male magicians have, like, the sexy female assistants, we essentially get to have the sexy Chad that's yeah. basically Chris Hemsworth of the new Ghostbusters. But here's the thing. He's so ugly. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Because she can't afford an attractive assistant. What if the assistant is the one that kind of messes it up, but like oh, the assistant has yeah, to help he, get her out of the situation? Like, like he's a moron, and so he like totally, <laughs> <laughs> he totally has like no idea what he's doing. I picture him as like one of the characters in Tiger King, just a kind of like redneck. Yeah. Dude. No, you know what? Let's just throw out the whole Chad character. The Tiger King is her assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was picturing uh, Joe Exotics. I don't know if he was ever legally a husband. Wait, no, they did marry at one point. The dude that was missing all the teeth at one point and then got them fixed. Yeah, that's the kind of dude I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I like that. We could probably cast him because he's not in jail. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we have our assistant character. Is now what we need is how is he helping our magician how do they plan on doing this really janky trick and then how is it going to go wrong and also like all of this this is just kind of the the first like page or two of the short i feel like the the bulk of the short is how she's getting out of the situation the really tense moment of her trying to solve this problem while a semi truck is rushing towards her yeah 
Okay. I guess the question that we have to solve is how would you normally get out of the box? And then how do we make it to where that does not work? So I've heard a lot about like, it's a very typical magician trick to be encased in a tank of water Mm. and you have a key, but you're handcuffed. And so you got to use the sleight of hand to get the key out. Or maybe you don't advertise that you have a key, but you secretly do. And so you're trying to slip that out. But then maybe Chad was responsible. I don't know if we landed on the name Chad, but maybe the assistant was responsible for hiding the key on her person and he forgot or he put something, he put like a hot Cheeto or something there. <laughs> yeah, hot Cheeto. <laughs> what if we did something a little bit more like visual for, for since it's a, it's a short film? So like, what if we do, so the way that she is supposed to escape, the way that it's supposed to work, the trick in theory is they put her in the box he we or no uh chad is in charge of like using the what's the little thing called that you wheel stuff with um you know you lean oh, back. like a dolly yeah dolly we rented one for the fridge short what was that called oh a hand truck hand truck okay thank you mm. my brain's fried i can't remember basic things like uh edward norton and hand <laughs> truck. both things that i've rented out and no, i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chad's job is he hand trucks the big box right onto the trap door, right? There's a trap yeah. door built into the road. No one suspects it because it's a road, right? Wait, how does she do that if she's like a lowly, performs that Myrtle Beach magician though? Her husband is a contractor working on fixing the interstate. Or maybe, maybe there's a manhole Right at the spot they're putting it at. Perfect. But they cover the manhole with like a painting of the road beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a trap door in the box at the bottom of the box. They make sure that they put it Mm -hmm. on the manhole. The manhole has a fake covering that's like made of plastic. It's like a plastic manhole cover that she can kick through really easy with her like heels or something. Like she's wearing sharp heels so that she can kick through the plastic or something like that. But here's the thing. (laughs) Chad wheels out the box. And he he doesn't hit the manhole cover. Exactly. That's what I was – yes. It's like halfway. (laughs) It's like halfway off. But she doesn't notice it until she's in the box. They they handcuffed her publicly. That's no big deal. They're fake handcuffs. She can get out Uh of easily. And then they they start chaining up the box. But they do it for real because – you know, there's a there's a trap door. It's not like they actually need to break through the, the chains. And so in a perfect world, the way it would work is she right. pulls the little thing, the trap door at the bottom of the box moves, she kicks through the manhole cover, falls down in, and then the truck hits the box, smashes it to, to smithereens, uh-huh. and everyone thinks that she's dead, right? Yep. But then she pops back up. In the audience, and she's like, "Here I am," and everyone loses their mind. It's going to be the greatest trick. And just just because I saw a bit of a plot hole when I was saying that, uh, the mm-hmm. trick that uh, so when she kicks the manhole cover and she goes down, there's a there's a replacement manhole cover there that she picks up and puts there so that way no one notices that it's yes. a hole yes. in the ground. Uh-huh. However, he doesn't hit the manhole cover correctly, and by the time. She realizes it's too late. Like the truck's coming yeah. and she's panicking. She doesn't know how to how she's going to get out of here. Okay. Yes. Love that trick. Definitely it's going to be a hilarious moment. 
where she finally gets out of the handcuffs. She kicks the trap door open and it's just solid road. <laughs> she like <laughs> tries to pick it up and her fingernails just scrape asphalt. She's like, oh no, I'm going to die. <laughs> and but so now we have to figure out how does she escape? So, OK, I think it's reasonable to say that maybe she has an earpiece and is in communication with Chad. Okay. I feel like that would be a safety precaution they would do. Or even yes. just to like work through the logistics of her reappearing. Chad would talk yeah. to her like, okay, I'm going to get everyone distracted. Now you can pop back out of the manhole. So they have earpieces and they're talking to each other. Okay, so they have earpieces. And we get the hilarious moment of, you didn't put me over the effing manhole. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What should I do? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and maybe he's like, I'll just tell the truck to stop. And she's like, no, this is going to ruin my career. Yes, yes. And then and then he's like, well, what are you going to do? And like time is running out. Yes. I love framing this whole thing as like she's super ambitious and she's never gotten her big break as a magician. And so she's going to use this. And even in the face of almost certain death, she's like, no, I need to perform this trick or I need to die. (laughs) (laughs) And we get a great MacGyver moment where she's like thinking on the spot. So what does she have in this box that she could use to get out of the box? Okay, let's think. So in the box with her, she's got handcuffs, a key. I, and I'm thinking I'm thinking that she's partially over the manhole cover. So like she's got like half of it, but she doesn't have enough room to get down in there. I kind of don't want to have her escape through the manhole though. I think it's a better dramatic moment if at like the halfway point of the short film there's just solid concrete. Yeah, that is a good moment. But I'm just trying to think, how does she escape without being seen? Okay, so she could find a way to maybe get a hole in the side of the box and the side of the box that the audience isn't seeing. I'm picturing if it's a road, they're just on one side of the road behind some like rope to keep them safe. So she can maybe escape through that other side and time it so she runs across the second the, the like millisecond before that truck hits the box. So the truck is covering her and nobody sees her like getting out of it. Hmm. Okay. I almost feel like we have to plant something like earlier in the short film. That's going to help her out later. So yeah. I think it would be funny if whatever it is that's planted on her, like Chad gave her. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. If you're like Chad, you moron. Why would I need this Kentucky fried chicken turkey leg? chicken leg (laughs) and then like she's in the box she's like ah my final meal (laughs) wait a minute i can use this bone to (laughs) yeah like maybe maybe the dude eats a ton of kentucky fried chicken and like his fingers are all greasy and he gets like grease all over her but somehow the grease like helps her slip out of a tiny hole or something Hmm. i like maybe like thematically Maybe we have this character who's super ambitious, but she thinks she could do everything on her Wait. own. Yeah. Wait, Robert. Robert, what? we have it's staring us straight in the face. <laughs> okay. We don't tell anyone how she does it. We, the audience, we see the concrete floor. We see her panicking, trying uh-huh. to figure out what to do. 
And then as an audience, we don't see her escape. We see the truck hit the box and the, the audience watching and the audience watching the short film, like the, the live crowd and us, we, mm-hmm. we think she's dead. Yeah. And then like Chad thinks she's dead and he's like, oh my God, I killed her. And like, and then she pops up uh-huh. and everyone's like, oh my God. And Chad is like crying and he goes, he goes, how did you do it? How did you get out of there? And she just goes. A magician never reveals her secrets. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. What if what if she did the whole thing just to like get back at Chad for something? Like what if she planned initially like the whole plan that we laid out about the trap door, the handcuffs and everything wasn't meant to work at all. Like she mm. knew where she told Chad to wheel the box out was going to be the wrong place. Oh. And she's just trying to like Maybe Chad doesn't believe in her. Like, maybe Chad is like, I don't know if you could do this. Like, that's okay. risky even for you. So, what if we do Chad as Will Arnett? Yeah. And, and he he's like the deadbeat boyfriend who does not believe in her. <laughs> okay. And, and, and she's like, please do this. And he's like, whatever. I don't care. And so he's like half-assing everything. And then he thinks that him being lazy is what gets her killed. And it really just opens up his eyes. Yes. Yeah, I like this. I like maybe, yeah, Chad is her boyfriend. He doesn't believe in her. And this whole thing was just kind of orchestrated as a lesson to be like, hey, trust your girlfriend. She knows what she's doing. She's a great magician. Yeah, believe in her. What if, okay, what if Will Arnett... Not only is he the crappy boyfriend that doesn't believe in her, but maybe it's something different. Maybe he is the boyfriend that can't commit and they've been dating for like eight years and he still hasn't proposed. And so after a near death experience, he's like, hey, we're getting married right now. (laughs) (laughs) They realize it was her plan all along because she actually knows what she's doing. Yeah, I I think that's kind of adding unnecessary layers, though. I think we could just keep it simple with he's not a good boyfriend. He doesn't believe in her. Mm -hmm. And then he messes up big time. He thinks she's dead. She manages to find a way to pull it off. And he's just like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. Okay, I feel like if we go that route, if he's really a crappy boyfriend, I think she has to like break up with him at the end i think this is like an elaborate breakup setup it's almost like promising young woman where she's like she's creating the scenario to make these him realize like how wrong he is well i i think it would be kind of more impactful if she doesn't mean for this to happen like she's legitimately in trouble and then it takes her like she she realizes like oh i could have died because he does not care about me you know, and so she's like, uh, "We're done." He's like, "But babe, <laughs> yeah, it was. I knew you'd get out of it. I believe in you." <laughs> huh? I don't know. I'm trying to think, because part of me still is like a little attached to like. I feel like that's like the ultimate magician move. If like she's playing four dimensional chess and she's going into <laughs> it knowing what the outcome is going to be, I feel like that's that's a more fun discovery moment for me because. At first, you're like, she's going to do this trick the typical way. Then, oh, no, the trick has been compromised. She's going to die. And then she escapes, and we don't know how. And then the final, like, twist is, like, 
she knew she was going to escape the second way the whole time. She did this whole thing because her boyfriend's been a piece of crap and she's going to break up with him in a really dramatic way. But yeah, I think we could still we could still have the beat, the story beat that she managed to escape the second way just off her own intelligence. I'm just thinking I'm trying to judge whether or not you think we should like add the additional beat that not only after that, but like the boyfriend's left thinking, oh, I messed this trick up. But she somehow escaped because she's really smart. And then after the boyfriend walks away all sad, that's when she tells somebody else. That was my plan the whole time. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that if we're going to do it that way, we, we, we have to also show how she escaped. Okay. Like yeah. after the fact. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be like a usual suspects, like last five minutes of just <laughs> this like flashback. And it's like a whirlwind of, wait, that's how she did it. Yeah, and and we can even do the thing where it's like she doesn't even tell him that she's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Like like he's like, "Oh my gosh." And then she's just like in the crowd and then mm-hmm. she just whispers to someone she's like, "Boo." And then the the crowd goes crazy and he has no idea what's going on. And then he's like, "Oh, oh my gosh, she's alive." And then someone's just like, "How'd you do it?" And then she just kind of grins and then we see the flashback just like really quickly of just like boom 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 boom. And then it snaps back and she just goes, a magician never reveals her secrets. Okay, that's a super good ending. And, you know, I I already have an idea for how she escaped originally. Okay. I think she was never in the box in front of the truck to begin with. I think she planted her own trap door under a fake manhole cover in the original box she walks in before it's wheeled out. Oh, okay. So when the, so they put her in the box... And then he he puts the hand trucks under, lifts it, and carries it to the middle of the road. Yeah. No one knows except yep. for her that she actually does the trick before she's even wheeled out to the middle of the road. Yes. And since they have earpieces and they're talking to each other, she's just acting like she's in She's peril. still in the box. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good stuff. Okay, we have a really good <laughs> short here. We just got to nail the details. Yes, details. Okay. So we need something – just right off top, just to acknowledge that we have a magician and her boyfriend isn't treating her right. She's she's good, but she hasn't reached like Chris Angel level of celebrity. And yeah. he's just kind of like, you should probably hang this magician stuff up. And she's like, no, I'm going to do one more big trick. And then that's when we get the planning phase of, OK, here's this trick. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to be in the box. You're going to wheel me out. You're actually going to wheel me out on the covered manhole. Mm hmm. And like the whole time, he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah, I got it. Not yeah. paying attention. Okay. So that establishes what yeah. she has against him. And it also establishes how we think the trick's going to work. And then, of course, we get the dramatic moment of there's a crowd of people. The semi truck has started its engines. It's a mile away. It's speeding towards her. And then we just hear her say to Chad, wait a minute. There's there's no manhole or at least I'm actually not just saying it. She would she would get out of the handcuffs. She'd lift the trap door, kick the road and it's solid road. It is a, the fake road with the manhole. And then she tells Chad, put okay. me in the wrong spot. So here's my question. If she's mm-hmm. not actually in the box, how are we going to see her opening the trap door and seeing the concrete? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we we could play it. I'm trying to think. Because we could play it that 
she's she's miming these actions to get the the sound effects right yeah uh yeah that is a good point though uh man being a magician's hard it is yeah is there is there a scenario where there could be two boxes um like we could have like maybe they construct a box and <laughs> um oh man okay um this really puts a wrench into what we had going <laughs> i mean okay there are two scenarios either we don't see her struggling inside the box we just hear it or I feel like we, we come we up with a different way yeah i think so we have too. to see it yeah we have again, to see that it. moment of the trap door opening in its solid row that's that's too good to because I, I think it's kind of a double twist. We're tricking not only the people there, but it's also it's also a twist for the audience watching the short film. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to trick everybody. Yes. OK, so she's in the box and she needs another way out. So she is, there's no way down. If she goes up, everyone will see her. I mean, she could have built just like a trap door on one of the walls. And she just super easy slips out through the side. But then would people not see her? If we establish that everyone's in a roped off place on one side of the road, she could take the opposite side as soon as like the split second the truck's about to hit it. Hmm. I feel like people wouldn't notice that. I feel like that's kind of a cheap way out, though. There's, there's got to be something. Because like you don't want to insult people's intelligence, but you, you want to trick <laughs> them, right? So it's like it has to – it's like – she had a twin sister all along. Like people are just gonna be like, that's not fair. Like I didn't even get a chance. Like, how was I supposed to know that? Yeah. So you want to like give them all of the clues and then, and then that way when they see it, they're like, Oh, how did I not think of that? Yeah. Okay. So, so, (laughs) um, there's no way. Okay. So we know that she's planned this ahead of time. Yes. So what if she has built something to where when the truck hits the box, she is like safely under the truck? Okay. Maybe like the box is meant to collapse in a certain way that she could just like lay down and it won't. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, that's uh Okay, let's try to let's try to think of this about like a magician would. Like it's gotta be a simple mm. like sleight of hand type thing. Cause you okay. know. There being an additional trapdoor, her not even being in the box. We need a solution similar to that, but she's also in the box. Yeah, I, I think the best... Is there something up with the truck? Maybe there's something up with the truck. Yeah, let's think about that, because we're, th- we're focusing on the box a lot. Let's think outside the box. Let's think outside the box. <laughs> and think inside the truck. So we have a truck. It's a big, track, like, 16-wheeler tr- truck. It's mm-hmm. barreling at a mile away towards the box um (laughs) if i wanted to hit something with my truck but i didn't want what was inside to die gruesomely how would i find a way to get that thing that's in the box out of the box trying to think because obviously what first comes to mind is like movie stunt people are trained to like take fake truck hits and they still hurt but they aren't like lethal yeah maybe yeah, maybe the reveal could be she was meant to hit the truck the whole time, but the truck isn't actually going as fast as people think it is. 
It's just they made a whole big deal about the mile head start. So people would think it was going fast, but like no one in the crowd has got a speedometer or anything. Like, yeah, if a 15 mile per hour truck zooms past you and you're in one place, it looks like it's going a little faster. Like all car chases in movies, like those cars are going 15 or 20. Yeah, but it looks like 100 from a certain angle. And it's all an illusion. The truck is really going <laughs> kind of slow. And she's been training with a stunt person for the past <laughs> month. And so she could take a 15 mile per hour hit. I think we're a little too far outside the box. Let's go back inside the box. Let's uh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I feel like we're, we, we're almost there. It's like, oh, my gosh, man, this is this is hard. But this is like this is also the kind of thing that like that's why people say that like writing is more like uh, problem solving. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's just you know once you solve all these problems, then we're we're, we're set. We just have to solve them first. Yeah. It's just we've created a scenario where not only are we doing the job of writers and making dramatic character moments, but we also have to figure out the technicalities of being of a professional being magician. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a a lot of people that write like war movies or like oh, okay. bank robber movie. Okay, all right, I've I solved it. I've got it, buddy. Okay, okay, okay. Lay it on me. He's like, oh my god, you're stuck. And she's like, yes, you idiot. You didn't put it over the manhole cover. Like I can't get out. I'm stuck. And he's like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll just I'll radio the truck. I'll radio the truck and tell him to stop. And she's like, the truck driver doesn't have a radio. We're the only two with radios. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so he's like, oh, oh. And, and he's like, well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll run out in front of the truck. And she's like, no, no, I can do this. I can figure this out. And he's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. And so he runs out and he, he runs in the road and he's like, wait, he's not in front of the truck's line, but he's like on the side of the road. And he's like waving his hands. And he's like, stop the truck. Stop the truck. There's something wrong with the trick. Stop the truck. And people start losing their minds. They are super distracted. <laughs> Because it's misdirection, right? She, okay. the, the the crowd is freaking out, trying to get the truck's attention to stop. The truck doesn't notice. Like she's already talked to the truck driver. She's like, "You do not stop. Mm-hmm. This is a part of the trick." So while the the crowd is losing their mind, trying to be like, "Stop, stop!" There's a little tiny trap door in the back of the box. She uh-huh. just opens it up and makes her way into the crowd where she can disappear. Okay, classic misdirection. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because I feel like with him being like, yo, this is not a trick anymore. She's stuck. Yep. Then now the crowd is like freaking out. Okay. And they're all so distracted that they don't even look at the box. They're trying to get the attention of the truck driver. And that gives her the perfect moment of misdirection to escape out the back. Okay. Yes. So she she intentionally told him to put the box in the spot she knew was wrong and so she'd freak out and then there's the whole conversation of he's like hey i gotta stop the trick and she's like no i gotta prove myself i do this trick or i die and he's like no you need to give up your magician thing and she's like no magic is my life i'm gonna do this trick regardless and so he runs out into the into the street is like stop the truck he doesn't quite make it in front of him because it's a little too late at that point they've been arguing for a little bit but he makes it out to the <laughs> i love to how, the like, road even even though she's about to die he's still trying to mansplain to her what's going on see yes that's exactly what we're getting at yes <laughs> and so he's trying to run out into the crowd as you were saying that misdirects the crowd and she escapes through the trap door and then after yeah. when somebody asks 
how did you do that? We get the flashbacks of her kind of planning this out. And we kind of see, I don't know how we'd visually see, but we need some visual indication that she was manipulating him. Like she knew his psychology well enough to know that he would mansplain her and then try to run out into the road. I like the plan. We just need to figure out how to like show that in a quick flashback. The flashback shows her uh, building the trap door, right? The yep. the flashback shows her getting wheeled out. The flashback sees her, you know, getting out of the handcuffs super easily, and then it, it cuts to like right when she was like, "Oh my gosh, you didn't put the thing on the trap door. She didn't put the thing." On. And he's like, "What? Oh my god!" And then we see her like take the earpiece out of her ear and just go, "Moron." And then we see her slip uh, okay. out. We see her slip out the back, <laughs> like super simple. Like it's just like her face goes from like terror of she's about to die, yep. uh-huh. and then it immediately just drops to just he's a moron. And then she just very calmly slips out the back. Yeah. Okay. I also like all of that. We'll put that in, but also maybe just like some really funny. Anyone that's ever been like around an engineer or something knows that most like engineering drawings start off as just scribbles on napkins. So I like the idea that she's like drawing with stick figures and there's a box on a napkin. She's drawing these stick (laughs) figures of like the boyfriend being really scared and running into the road and just a really sly stick figure sneaking (laughs) off to the side. (laughs) That's funny. And it's almost like like hand animated. Like that's kind of like her plan is in, or we could also do a thing where like she's talking to the truck driver and and the truck driver's like, all right, how do you, how do you know he's going to make a big deal about it? How do you know he's going to distract the audience? And she just goes, trust me, I've lived with him for two years. He's going to make this about himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like that. It had to be super quick, like a super quick line dialogue, just like one line, one line back. But yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Dude, I think I think we got it. All right, let's just do the rundown. We have wait, wait, wait. Actually, before we start, we need names. Oh, we totally forgot names. I mean, we did Chad for the assistant, okay, yeah, which I'm still kind of for. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I feel like we need like a really cool name for her though. Regina. Oh no, I I don't like that name. That just you don't like that. No, I feel like that's not cool enough. Oh, but Regina King. Renowned oh, actress that. and director of One Night of Miami. I'm just kidding. We could do another name. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you're making some solid points, Robert. I'm a big uh, fan of her first movie, Sue Me, but <laughs> we could do a different name. Regina. I don't know. I just feel like him being like, Regina, Regina, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, just, that's just not as fun. What well, really stands out to you? Some, uh, hmm. What's well, like a cool, what about, what about uh, Maddie? Maddie? I kind of yeah. like that just because phonetically it's kind of magic, Maddie, you know, yeah. sort of similar. Or we can go with Regina. I feel a little bad that I shot your idea down so quickly. <laughs> no, you know what? We're fine. Magic Maddie has a <laughs> ring to it. We're going to do it. <laughs> just as homework, you have to read the One Night of Miami screenplay. It's a work of genius. <laughs> All right. I'm willing to make that deal. All right. <laughs> Let's get to this outline. All right, so we start off with Maddie the Magician. She's performing at a local event on Myrtle Beach, and no one's going. She's a good magician. We can tell that she's good, but she hasn't hit her break. She's not David Blaine-level famous yet. Her assistant is her boyfriend, Chad. They have a conversation later. He's like, hey, 
you need to consider letting this magic thing go. You've been at this for a long time, and it's not working out. I know you want to be the next David Blaine. I know you want to be the next Pin and Teller, but we just got to be realistic. Don't think it's going to happen. And she's like, I need to do one more big trick. The summer's coming up. Things are reopening. The beaches and everything. She's like, I'm going to do one big trick on this big day. And he's like, okay, we'll do one more. But you need to think about letting this go. So the trick, she's going super hard on this. She's going super big. She's going to have a giant semi truck start from a mile away. Meanwhile, she's going to be handcuffed, locked inside of a wooden box. The wooden box is going to be wheeled out in the middle of the street and that semi truck getting a mile head start is going to careen towards her at almost 100 miles per hour and hit the box and she's going to escape the plan for how she's going to escape is she's actually going to be wheeled over a manhole they're going to cover the manhole with a piece of plastic that looks like the road and from the perspective the audience is looking at they can't tell the difference she's going to be wheeled over the manhole she's going to get out of the handcuffs super simply she's going to open a trap door lift up the manhole go down inside put the manhole back on top put the the fake road back on top the truck's gonna hit the box everyone's gonna freak out while they're freaking out she's gonna pop out through the manhole and be like i'm okay that's how the trick's supposed to go the day of the trick comes she tells him hey you need to wheel me in this specific spot and he's like okay i'll do this as long as this is the last time and she's like well we'll see about that but okay wheel me out to the specific spot and so he does big big drum roll there's a whole crowd behind a piece of rope that are all waiting the truck starts they got like 60 seconds before it's gonna hit her she gets out of the handcuffs super easy she lifts the trap door on the floor she goes to get the manhole cover and it's solid road they have earpieces and she's like hey you wheeled me out to the wrong spot and he's like what i don't know how i did that i'm sorry and she's like what am i gonna do now and he's like we gotta stop the trick you can't do this and she's like no magic is my life i gotta make it through this either i do this trick or i die and he's mansplaining to her. He's like, hey, there's no way you're going to survive this. There is a truck that is 30 seconds away from hitting you. It's going at 100 miles per hour. This is real life or death. You are not a magician. You are not David Blaine. You're a person that's about to get sandwiched by a semi-truck. Please let me stop this. And she's like, no. She's fumbling around the box. I'm going to find a way out of this. And he's like, okay, I'm taking matters in my own hands. He starts screaming, hey, Stop! It's gone wrong! Stop! He's running through the crowd trying to get out into the street. The the semi-truck is almost there. He manages to step right on the road, but he's not quick enough. He can't step in front of it. The semi-truck rams straight through the wooden box, zooms past him. There's all this chaos, but then out of the dust, out of the rubble, Maddie stands completely unscathed. The crowd cheers. The boyfriend is in tears and he's just at a complete loss for words. He's just dumbfounded. He's like, what? What What happened? And she's like, I made it out. I found a way. And he's like, but you could have died. He's like, you should have believed in me. I'm a magician. I am the next David Blade. We're through. She walks past him. 
He's at a complete loss for words. Meanwhile, she goes into the crowd as everyone cheers for her. A little girl looks up at her and she's like, wow, that was great. How did you do that trick? She smiles. We see flashbacks. She's jotting notes on a napkin of her boyfriend running out into the road. We see her freaking out before, but then she gets a complete straight face and unlatches a trap door in the side of the box. We see her talking with the truck driver, and he's like, okay, my boyfriend's gonna freak out, but don't stop no matter what. And the truck driver's like, but, but are you sure this is gonna work? And she's like, I got this all figured out. And we realize that she planned for it the whole time. This was the whole way she was gonna escape all along, but she went through this whole thing to show her boyfriend who's boss and break up with her. We end the flashback. She's looking back down at the little girl and she says real slyly, a magician never reveals her secrets. And she walks away. Fade to black. Beautiful. Epic music. Title Beautiful. Slam. Beautiful. What are we calling this? Uh, I, I, we could go with uh, Maddie the Magician. Yeah. Yeah. We could go with something like um, Outside the Box. <laughs> outside the... Actually, that's pretty fun. Because it's like, yeah, she was thinking outside the box. To yeah, get outside literally. of that box. Uh, we... We can call it Maddie in a Box. We can call it New Movie starring Will Arnett as <laughs> douchebag boyfriend. Wow, you know, you bring up a good point. We actually ended up doing a Will Arnett archetype, except he wasn't the magician. He was just himself at Hot Rod again. <laughs> We're simple men. We're yeah. simple men. I like Outside of the Box. I think that's a okay, fun title. We'll call it Outside the Box. Dude, yeah, take us All out, right. Chase. And this has been Outside the Box, written by Robert Therrell and Chase Bridges. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for listening to that magical episode we just did. Hey, if you want to submit a topic that goes into the bowl, we draw from each week. You can email that suggestion to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. We've been getting so many suggestions. So many of them are great. And yeah, we just can't wait to draw all of these. So yeah, keep on sending them. Writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert two underscores Isaac and Chase at Chase Bridges two underscores. Also follow our Instagram at writtenbypod posting some great stuff over there cover art taylor logry find her at taylor logry design this banger right here produced by myself and andrew simmons find him at music by drew hey keep on leaving those itunes reviews we see them we appreciate them we appreciate you sure to keep sharing with your friends we're a new show we're trying to grow so grateful for all the help and we'll see you next week